This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. You want to talk tough? You want to run your mouth? You want the birds outside your house? They going to set this thing off? Set this thing off. They going to set this thing off? Set this thing off. 49ers, you in trouble. See, we got rid of the Giants because we're the better team. I told you. I told you that we were going to beat the Giants because I just couldn't see it. I was like, the only way they're going to beat the Eagles is that the Eagles turn the ball over. And if the Giants play so inspired that they just shock us and win the game, and they and they be on some like 2007, 2012 type nonsense. See, in 2007, they actually had that type of defense to win a game like that in the second round against a a favorite opponent. Like, they beat the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys, who was the number one seed. They beat them in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? They did that, but they had the defense to do that. And kind of the offense, kind of. See, this team, no. No, their defense is just okay. And they had Dexter Lawrence, who's pretty good and is an emerging star. But other than that, no. They were in the 20s in many defensive categories. They were in the 20s in passing offense. That played right into our hands. All we had to do was limit Saquon and then turn our dogs loose on Daniel Jones. And then that's exactly what happened. Now, the 49ers is going to be one of our toughest tests because they're about as well-balanced as we are. So, I believe they're the only defense that's better than ours. Just that simple. The only defense is better than ours. Well, okay, maybe I can't say that because our Russian defense is shaky, but Russian defense has improved from the beginning in the middle of the season. Like, people are getting less yards, and it's a lot of bending but not breaking. Like, you can't just go on eight, nine-minute drives like the Washington sitcom did, like the Colts did, like the Texans did one time. You can't do that anymore. You just can't. And it all started when we got Linval Joseph and and Dominican Sue. So we just switched them in. And, you know, we had a fresh rotation, a D lineman. When you try to run the ball on us, you can't really do it as much as you can. You might get some chunks of seven, six, seven yards every now and then. But then we're just going to force you to pass on third and medium, third and long. And then that's when our NFL leading sack defense will rise i mean it has 70 sacks like i told you last year like i told you last episode 70 sacks one away from the record and the sack leader usually averages about 50 to 55 sacks as a team we had 70 and we got the number one pass defense in the league y'all are in trouble I watch the 49ers and the Cowboys. Brock Purdy 
did a lot of running for his life. Especially on third down. I, I saw way too many drives stall for the 49ers. But I'm supposed to be worried about them? Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell didn't get going until the fourth quarter. The Cowboys' defense is a fringe top 10 defense. They good, but not great. And they had, and 49ers had a lot of trouble with them. So just imagine the bird, what the bird is going to do if we can stop the run. I'm telling you, man, even with all those weapons, the Cowboys defense gave the 49ers a lot of trouble. And just imagine if Trayvon Diggs caught that interception in the red zone, they might have been in some serious trouble. They might have been in some serious trouble then. Mm, 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 mm. Man, oh, man. Listen, I have no reason to be afraid of 49ers. Opinions are split on this. Some people believe we're going to blow them out. Some people believe the 49ers are going to win. Because the 49ers defense is is legit. Of course, they're number one. They're the most well-balanced defense. Like, they can stop the run. They can stop the pass. However, the Eagles is just the most well-balanced team. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. We got like a, bro, yeah, top five offense and a top five defense. Come on now. You can't get any more balance than that. Y'all are in trouble. Y'all are in big trouble. Number one in points per game. Bro, you know what? I'm going to pivot to this. Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. See, I've watched. The 2019 OU-Iowa State game, I watched it again. Well, not the entire thing, but the full highlights. Oklahoma dominated that game. They were killing them. It seemed like Kennedy Brooks was getting eight, nine yards a pop. They could not stop C.D. Lamb. Jalen Hurts did whatever he wanted. It, bro, it was 28-7 to in the first quarter. It was a 21-point game at halftime. It was a 21-point game in the third quarter. It was a, I think it was like a 14-point game. Yeah, it was a 14-point game with seven minutes to go. And then OU stops them on fourth and goal. Like, they had a big defensive play where they had Brock Purdy running around. And... They sacked them or something like that. Yeah, they sacked them and made third and goal impossible. They made third and goal like it was like third and 15 to go. They had like fourth and goal from the 10, actually. Yeah, they had fourth and goal from the 10, and we stopped them. Yeah. And then for some reason, they we let them get the ball back, and then that's when, with five minutes to go, they throw a touchdown because whoever was defending the receiver slipped and fell. Like, the defenses in that game were terrible. Some awful tackling. Broken coverages. Like, it it looked like a video game to Brees Hall 
and CeeDee Lamb. There's a reason why they're in the NFL, but seriously, man, it was too easy. But the reason why that was a one-point game and Iowa State almost stole it, because one, the OU defense, and two, some of the decision-making by Jalen Hurts. He's not going to do that on Sunday. I promise you. Because listen, with five minutes to go, it's a 14-point game, and then Iowa State scores, and then Jalen Hurst on third and seven decides to throw an interception. Instead of throwing the ball away, no one's open clearly. He decides to throw it towards the sideline. It's picked off. And they score again because, once again, defense sucks. And they got and they couldn't stop the tight end. The defense sucked and they couldn't stop the tight end. So we gave up another touchdown. Thank God Brock Purdy missed Charlie Kolar, the Norman kid, in the end zone. Wide open. He pushed off, by the way. He pushed off like Jordan. Well, okay, maybe Jordan didn't push off on Russell. But he pushed off. He put that's why he got so open. Thank God he didn't see him. OU fans probably would have rioted. So they threw the to the other tight end. He got mossed by Motley and they won. It was a crazy game. Both guys had three hundred something yards. They had both had a rushing touchdown. They had multiple passing touchdowns. It's gonna be a much lower scoring game. Better defenses. Much better defenses. Better coaching, obviously. It's the it's the NFL. It's not going to be dumb missed tackles like it was in the Iowa State OU game. Because that was ridiculous. That was absolutely ridiculous. But ultimately, man, it's just going to come down to, like it always comes down to, who's going to win the line of scrimmage. You know, both, both teams got Pro Bowl tackles. They got really, really good line. I think the difference is we got Jason Kelsey in the middle. That's we we give them the edge. You get the Eagles the edge on that. I mean, let's see. I think we're even at running back. Quarterback, obviously, Jalen Hurts is better, even though what Brock Purdy is doing is just amazing. I mean, it's just every time you go against Brock Purdy, now I've seen him play against OU four times, maybe five. And it's just that he just never quits. He's always there. He, he never quits. As many times as the OU pass rush just chases him and chases him and hits him and hits him, especially the last time we played in Norman, man, OU defense hit this guy so many times, and yet still it's a one-score game. This guy, man, and even in the Cowboys game, he did a lot of running around and got hit a bunch and still propped up and was still there at the end of the game. That's what worries me. He doesn't go away. It's annoying. That's why it's probably going to be a close game. And both coaching staffs are really good. Um, Back to the positions, though. D-line, I'm going to have to say it's even once again. that Like, I know Bosa, Reddick. I mean, Bosa has the namesake, but Reddick got just as many sacks almost. I mean, their linebackers are way better than ours. Our secondary is better than ours. I mean, did you see DK Metcalf cook that Ward kid? Did you see CD Lamb cook that um, secondary? Like, come on, bro. Like, we got this. 
At the end of the day, though, the bird is the word. And we just got too many tricks up our sleeves. And I think this is the time to unleash A.J. Brown. He didn't really do anything last week. But this week, oh, 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 boy. Y'all in trouble. He don't have 1,500 yards for no reason. This guy is going to show you why we got him. And Miles Sanders, too. I know it's going to be tough to run the ball in the 49ers, but once we get that RPO going and a read option, they're going to have to be honest, man. They're going to have to play it honest. There will be opportunities to get those big runs, I promise you. I'm telling you, the bird is coming. The bird is coming. And we going to the Super Bowl. Let's keep it real. I can't wait. And it's official unless some miracle happens. I'll be watching the Super Bowl with my family in North Carolina. I can't wait. Win or lose. Win or lose. In the NFC Championship, I'm wearing my Eagles gear. I don't care. That's what I did last year for the Rams and Bengals. I uh, I wore my Eagles stuff. And who knew that it would be some sort of prophecy and me being in Kansas City watching that, that might be a prophecy for Eagles and Chiefs, by the way. Even though I'm going to get to that later, I, I'm leaning towards the Bengals. Let's just keep it like that. But I'm going to wear my Eagles stuff. I'm going to represent, man, win or lose. But we're going to win because we're the better team. We're the slightly better team. It may not be by much, but we're the slightly better team. And you're going to see it on Sunday. The bird is the word. Now, with the other games in the divisional round, the Chiefs, I mean, props to the Jaguars for fighting and staying in it. Them turnovers were crucial. Them not taking advantage of Mahomes being hurt was critical. Just can't happen. He had a high ankle sprain. He was limping. And then Chad Henney, once again, just like against the Browns, just did his thing. Didn't skip a beat. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they just a well-coached team and well-put-together team. And they're just on another level than the Jaguars, who just couldn't stop making mistakes. Didn't they... they they had a key fumble in the red zone. I'm like, bro, y'all got to quit it, man. They, the Jaguars will be fine. They got their coach. They got their quarterback. They got the right culture, and they got the right pieces around Trevor Lawrence. I think they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But it just wasn't their time. They made too many mistakes. They played better than they did against the Chargers, at least overall. But just way too many mistakes to actually win a game of that magnitude. 49ers and Cowboys kind of just talked about it a little bit. Brock Purdy was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off. But once again, I mean, Dak threw two interceptions where he's just forcing it. He's just, just forcing passes. You force things against an opportunistic defense like this. Stuff gets tipped and picked off. But Brock Purdy, 
had a few of those, but, you know, the Cowboys dropped them. The Cowboys' defense played really well. They played really well. They held the 49ers to a lot of field goals. They they gave their team a chance. But the Cowboys just couldn't get it done. They just couldn't get it done. And it was the same thing as last year. I said it was going to be a one-score game just like last year. And it's going to come down to the wire. And once again, Dak, game on the line, no timeouts. Couldn't get it done. Now, this time, though, it was kind of on Dalton Schultz because, you know, he didn't get it out of bounds in one play, and then another play he didn't drag his foot to get out of bounds. But still, Dak threw two picks. Too many turnovers from Dak this season. This just is what it is. I see they're getting Dan Quinn back. I mean, I guess, man, like, defense was – just as inconsistent as the offense. Got cooked by the Jaguars. Got cooked by the Eagles. <laughs> like, got cooked by the Giants on Thanksgiving, but they, they held on. They they were very inconsistent, just like the offense. So, let's see what happens. But I'm glad they lost. Like, with the Cowboys, you either hate them or you love them. So, a bunch of people were just, when they lost, you know, a bunch of people were just through with life. (laughs) And a bunch of people were just celebrating like it was their birthday. I mean, I kind of trolled them a little bit. But, you know, I ain't go too crazy. I ain't go Stephen A. Smith, who thought he was pinky from Friday again. But, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But... You know, I definitely loved it, you know. Now, if they would have won, it would have been an epic Eagles-Cowboys matchup. It would have been the biggest Eagles-Cowboys matchup of all time. With everything on the line, that would have been awesome. The Eagles had to would have had to win that game. You just cannot lose a game like that against your rivals. You just can't. But don't have to worry about it. Cowboys are home. They have to watch it. They have to watch this game. Probably rooting for the 49ers. But the bird is the word. And now you're going to watch the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Okay, last thing. The Bills and the Bengals. Um, Didn't really watch this game. I watched the full highlights. And it just seemed like. Just a lot of holding from the Bills cornerbacks. It's dumb penalties, dumb turnovers. I guess the Bills barely beating the Dolphins should have been a warning sign that they weren't playing well. They struggled with the Patriots at the end of the season in an emotional game. The writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall. The defense... The defense wasn't as good as they once were. Like, during the regular season, they had the number seven defense. But they struggled to stop the Patriots last game of the season. The Bills, I mean, the Dolphins had, like, 
three touchdowns on them. They scored 31 points. Well, one of them was a fumble recovery, but other than that, 24 points. And then the Bengals just did whatever they wanted. So, the, I should have just saw the trend. I know you could have did the same with the Cowboys, which is why a bunch of people had them losing to the Buccaneers. But I was like, listen, they're so much better than the Buccaneers. It just doesn't matter. But they couldn't do what they did against the 49ers, and rightfully so. But congrats to the Bengals. I definitely slept on them. Well, no, not really. I thought the Bills and the Bengals was a toss-up. Like, I thought it was going to be a one-point game. But clearly, the Bengals are playing better, and they are the slightly better team. They take care of the ball better. They've been playing better on defense lately. They can actually run the ball. They got Joe Mixon. So, and they got a better cast of receivers. They don't just got a Stephon Diggs. So, yeah. That if I really sat down and think thought about it, maybe it would make more sense that the Bengals won this game, but they still won twenty seven to ten. That is crazy to me. They really pulled away at the end of the third quarter. Cause it was a it was a one score game. It was a one score game just like everyone predicted. And then the Bengals scored, went up ten, and then they just didn't look back. And now they playing against Kansas City. And I'm like at first glance, I'm like, they might actually beat this team again. I don't know, though, man. The Chiefs are just really good, really well coached. I know Mahomes is hurt, but he was still the best QB in the league this season. They got, you know, they got Pro Bowl offensive linemen. They got Chris Jones on the other side. Um, their secondary is okay, but we all know the Bengals match up well with the Chiefs, and that's why they've beaten them three straight times, but all the games were close. They were one-score games. So if the Chiefs can just not turn the ball over, whoever wins the turnover battle is probably going to win this game. I just think the Chiefs are just too good of a team to lose this type of game. I really wanted to go with the Bengals because they'd won so many games in a row and they beat the Chiefs three straight times. I was going to go with the Bengals. I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And I think it's going to be Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl. If it's Chiefs and Bengals, if it's Eagles and Bengals, I'm cool with that too. I'm cool with that too. But... I think it's going to be Eagles Chiefs. Look look at me going with chalk again. I don't think I've picked a single upset this this playoffs. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Um I don't think the 49ers uh, I think the 49ers might beat the Bengals. Or well, I don't know. I the Super Bowl matchup, if the 49ers end up being in it, which I don't think is going to happen, I'd have to really think about. But that's what I got for now. I got Chiefs, and of course I got the bird, because the bird is the word. And you already know. Anyway, 
Um, let's see. Oh, real quick, uh, Frank Reich is the coach in Carolina, and I'm like, okay, that I guess. I mean, I didn't think he was a candidate, but there you go. That was my initial thoughts. But seeing Shannon and Skip talk about it, and them talk about how Steve Wilkes and how Steve Wilkes did good, and the players liked them, and the fans liked them, and they went six and six and almost stole a playoff spot. Yeah, they. I guess he could have stayed, and I think he would have been the right choice to stay and coach that team. And then I thought about it some more, and I was like, "This team is probably rebuilding. They're probably going to get a new quarterback in here. They're probably going to just change their whole offense. They're probably going to change some defensive players. This team is." closer to rebuilding so why not get that new quarterback that new coach and just start the rebuild process even though you know i think they're in the top 10 don't be surprised if they trade up to get one of these quarterbacks that's probably that might be their plan when they're when they're getting a frank right they want to put a system in place for their new team and i think they're thinking I think they're thinking five, ten years down the line than just right now and just barely competing for a division title and a wild card spot. You know, I I don't think they see this team as a Super Bowl team. And that's why they're like, yeah, sure, this is a good fit. And Steve Wilkes did a great job. But I'm like, but they're trying to think about the future. The more distant future that's got to be it because frank reich i'm like uh you know he's still living off the eagle's success but at at the with the colts he did okay i mean i the team completely fell apart this past year and the year before they were definitely going to make the playoffs and then disaster happened We'll see. We'll see. It's just what quarterback they're going to get, what pieces they're going to put around them, and what defensive coordinator they're going to have. Uh, Hopefully the team responds to this semi-controversial hire. Hopefully they respond positively. Uh, That's why they're probably heading towards a rebuild. Even though they won some extra games and slid down in the draft, they might be at. I think they're headed towards a rebuild, and that's why they got Frank Wright. That's just that's just my thoughts, but we'll see. Oh wow, we gotta talk about these wizards, man. We gotta talk about these wizards because you know they're trying. they're um they won a few games. Here they go again. You know, we've been going through this all season long. We've been going through this all season long with the Washington Wizards. They lose a bunch of games in a row, then we get Brad back and then we start winning on the road and then we get a home stretch, then we win a bunch of home games, then we think we're back and then we lose another bunch of games. 
that's been the team this whole season, and that's why they're 21 and 26. And tomorrow they play the Pelicans, a team. Remember, I was at that game on January 9th where we got absolutely ran off the floor with no Brandon Ingram, who's back, by the way, and no Zion. We got ran off the floor. C.J. McCollum had like 20 in the first half. Valanchunas had a double-double in the first half. But he is he playing? I think he's playing. But it doesn't look good. Okay? The Spurs, we should beat. Like, they're terrible. The Pistons, we should beat. They're even worse. So, I mean, the Blazers. Oh, Dame time. Oh, man, I would love to see that. But I doubt it. I doubt I'm going to go. I doubt I'm going to go. We'll see. I mean, Damian Lillard in D.C.? Why not? Ooh, we got to go to the Nets. Oh, that's a loss. I'm going to be in West Virginia, so I ain't going to be able to see that. We got the Cavs. I might go to that game. But let's talk about these other games. Uh, they beat the Mavericks again, and we blew out the Magic. See, this this little run we're on, because we've won four straight. Uh, it started with beating the Knicks, which was a very good win. Once again, Brad came back, and we started playing better. And we lost Porzingis, though. Porzingis is going to be out for a little bit. Uh, we beat the Magic because we're better than them. We beat the Mavericks because I don't know how we beat the Mavericks. We beat them by one, and Luka had 40. Uh, I guess we just match up really well with them, and... Spencer did when he said we got to be better because the Wizards are a team that is just playing for contracts. They're a showcase team. They're not playing for anything. Some people took offense to that. I kind of did, too, because you just can't say that when we just beat you and you haven't beat us this season. But eh, I kind of get what he's saying. And, they, and they're and a team that's looking to win the title. They just beat Phoenix without Luka Doncic. So... If, Spencer Dinwiddie and that supporting cast can play like that, he might have a point about them being a title contender. We'll see. Um, the Rockets game, how the heck? We got down 15 to the Rockets. We were now, I think we were down 15 at halftime. And then I knew if the Rockets let us back in this game, we were going to win because we're just that much better than them. I was like, the Rockets are not good enough to keep us in this game. And then we got to the fourth quarter. We were down 10. I think Eric Gordon made a shot to make it a 10-point game. I was like, all right, whatever. And then after that, came back, dominated the fourth quarter, and we won by five. That uh, that, uh, C-Gun kid or Sin-Gun kid, the center for the Rockets, he's not bad. I mean, if they get Victor Wambignana, I don't know if you're going to play him beside Wambignana or you're going to make Sengun the sixth man. But when he go to the lane and do that spin move, he be traveling. I promise you he does. But whatever. That was just one or two plays I saw. That was a good win against the Rockets. It had me worried for a second. Because I was like, all right, we just won an emotional game against the Mavericks. And we're coming off a of back-to-back against a hungry Houston team that's lost a bunch of games. I was like, this could be a trap game. And it was looking like it, like that at first. And then we just turned up. 
when Bradley Bill subbed in in the fourth quarter, automatically five points and an assist. And then we just took off from there. So we're tied for the last play-in spot with the Bulls, who we just beat with a game-winning shot. So I'm like, okay. Oh, we lost to the Warriors on MLK Day. And that's a game we just let slip away. I thought we were going to get blown out, to be honest. But we had them. We had the lead. And then all of a sudden, Draymond Green is hitting shots. And all of a sudden, we can't stop anybody down the stretch. And we lose. So, yeah, team be loafing. The Wizards be the Lizards sometimes. But we're still in this playoff race somehow, some way. But I got to talk about this Rui Hachimura trade. Why? Why? You know what? Rui Hachimura, what, from what I heard, he might have requested the trade. And also, he isn't He isn't going to re-sign or we're not going to or we're not going to sign him past this year. I think his contract is up. And I don't think going to sign him because, you know, he's competing for minutes with um, Denny Avia. I mean, you got to pay one of them, right? Even though Rui Hachimura in his last game as a wizard had 30 points. But he, he'll play games like that. But with Rui, he's often injured and he's inconsistent. But when he's on, he's a solid third player. Like, see, yeah, 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 yeah. See, what the heck? I'm looking at his contract. He said he got a qualifying offer, $8 million. He's a restricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent after this year. So it doesn't look like we were trying to sign him. And it looked like he wanted out. I think the reason why you pulled the trigger on this trade, especially for the return we got, what the heck? We got Kendrick Nunn back and a bunch of second-round picks. Like, for what we got, but three second-round picks and Kendrick Nunn. What? I don't really like that whole, but maybe that's maybe that's the best we can do. Maybe that's the best we can do for Rui Hachimura. Yeah, he was a top 10 pick, but it's not like he was anywhere near an all-star game. It's not like he's one of the better players in his class. So it's like, so yeah, there, there you go. Um... I guess what we got for him is fair. I wish we could have got a first-round pick, but come on. We're not going to. Come on. The only reason we would get a first-round pick, especially from a team like Lakers who don't have a first-round pick (laughs) for a while, is on potential and what he can do. I guess that's a fair package for what we got. I still don't really like it. I mean... Maybe we could have found a way to sign him, or maybe we just let him walk. But I guess we, I guess we got a little bit in return. I guess like we, but I don't think we're gonna do anything with the second round picks. The second round picks are either going to be camp bodies or they're gonna be playing on the go go. They're gonna be part of the go go band on weeknights. <laughs> they're not gonna be selling out arenas. 
<laughs> I mean, come on, man. Get up out of here, son. But Kendrick Nunn, I, he's another one that don't really stay healthy, doesn't really play that much. But he even came he came to the Wizards, scored 12 points, four assists, and he dunked on somebody. I'm like, okay, all right. If we can keep him healthy, he might be a decent rotational piece, and he's a vet. And he's had more years in the league and done a little bit more than Rui Hachimura. So, I will take that. Well, okay, uh, maybe that's debatable, doing more than Rui Hachimura, but uh, I'll take that. He's going to be a solid rotational piece. But I'm like, we got Barton and we got DeLon Wright. So, I'm like, hmm. The trade, uh, maybe I'm warming up to it, but I, I don't know, man. I still don't think this is much. And I don't think Kendrick Nunn's going to be with us very long. But I guess you got to do what you got to do, okay? Uh, Let's see. The Caps. The Caps, man, what a game. They, they, beat, um, they beat the Penguins. They beat the Penguins. This was a critical game. We started to slide a little bit. We're starting to slide out of the the uh, playoff chase. Uh, I mean, the playoff race. We're starting to slide out of it a little bit. And then they come and win a thriller against the Penguins where they had the lead in the third period, and then they let them tie it. And then in, in overtime, we get the penalty. I'm like, yeah, we got them. We got them. Choke. Couldn't get a, couldn't get a penalty. Couldn't couldn't score in the penalty. Kill. I mean, couldn't couldn't score in the penalty. They let Pittsburgh kill the penalty. We had to go to shootouts and we we give up the opening goal in the shootout, but we came back and we won. Cause Kuznetsov is like that. Backstrom is like that. So thank God. I mean, we battled back from a two nothing deficit against Colorado. Couldn't win that. We got destroyed against Vegas, what were we doing? I just just very up and down, you know. The Caps are on a roller coaster. They're still in it. It, it just seems like they're going to be in a wild card. It seemed like we're going to be in the same position as last year. We beat the Penguins. We got a game up on them. I mean, we're 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 better than them by a point, and that's good. Nothing would make me happier than to knock the Penguins out of the playoffs completely. That would be great. And this is one step towards that. Great win for the Caps. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, they still kind of cap. But <laughs> they hanging in there, man. These brothers are hanging in there. All right, last thing. OU basketball. OU basketball, like, what was that? Well, they got killed by TCU. I, either TCU is a midseason juggernaut which they beat Kansas at Kansas. They finally did what, like, five other teams this season almost did but couldn't do, and they did it in an emphatic fashion. They blew out. They beat Kansas. I'm going to check it right now. They beat Kansas 83-60. to 60. Oh, but check this, though. They lost to West Virginia at West Virginia. So, I don't know. Maybe they're not the juggernaut. I'm, I think they are. But, I mean, for them to blow out Kansas and then they beat us by 27, I mean, my Sooners, man, like, 
They're not that great offensively. They fight defensively. And they're in most of these games. But, I mean, but for TCU to blow them out like that, like, what? Like, they TCU had to been on one. Now, I watched this game for like five, ten minutes. We just couldn't get anything going. I saw uh, one of the girls' brothers go to the rim, got his shot capped like the hockey team. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. I'm like, this team is just, wow. Got blown out by Oklahoma State, choked against Baylor. It's very similar to the Texas game. Had a great chance to win, but then you give up buckets at the end. You gave up two threes at the end against Baylor. You had that game, and then you inexplicably give up two three-pointers. This team gets on my nerves. I don't think they're going to make the tournament, bro. It just it just doesn't look like it. But see, it's all good. Because we got Alabama tomorrow. I don't know if we can win that game. You gotta be Oklahoma State at home. Especially when you lost to them in Stillwater. You gotta get them back. Oklahoma State is not all that good. And they have the same record as we do. We lost to them at their place, gotta beat them at our place. And also Oklahoma only has two true road wins. This is looking like the Trey Young team all over again. I hope I'm wrong because they have to win at West Virginia next week because I'm going to be in the building. They got to win, man. They have to win that game. If if, if anything, you got to win the West Virginia game. You got to be Oklahoma State. Alabama, I mean, Alabama's really good. I don't know if we're going to beat them, but... But we're at home, so it's gonna be a close game. But Oklahoma State, West Virginia, you gotta tell you, you gotta handle your business. Grant Sherfield, once again, be disappearing when we need him. Like it's just the same old thing with this team. And hopefully we can reel some wins together. We got some chances. We got chances to get our resume back. I mean, but we're running, we're running out of time. Uh, Kansas State is on a roll. We got to beat them when they come to Norman. And it'd be great if we still won at Kansas State. Um, we got two chances to play. TCU is going to be really highly ranked. Iowa State is ranked. Texas is ranked. Like, we got some chances to get our resume back. But right now, it ain't looking so good, man. We just losing and losing and losing. And just it just blows me, man. It just blows me, especially this blowout trend. We just, Lose to Oklahoma State by double digits. I mean, <laughs> we only score 52 points at TCU. We only score 56 at Oklahoma State. Like, where did, where did offense go, man? What happened? What happened? All right, man. Um, okay. Goat level combo on the fly. Just take that L and be the best version of yourself. You just you just keep taking that L. You want to keep getting better. You want to keep learning. And L's in the goat level world is the losses that become lessons that will make you a legend. So you keep stacking that, and then you're just going to be unstoppable because everyone's going to be trying to chase your standard. Everyone's going to be trying to chase your standard that you set. Because you took all them L's, you kept getting better, and now you're greatness. And that's how 
people got to get on that GOAT level. See, I got to practice this too. I got to practice this too. But that's the GOAT level combo. Just take that L to be the best version of yourself. So you already know that I'm out. Peace. Psych I lie. GoatLevelTees.com for all things GOAT level. You already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.